Welcome to Global Outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to our podcast today. We're going to have a wonderful discussion about the influences that can come into our lives depending on who our friends are. So the question is, who is your friend? And what kind of influence does that friend have in your life as far as helping you to be an overcomer? It's all about overcoming, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> we have lived long enough to have overcome a few things and allowed the Holy Spirit to show us things that we need to overcome. We've had, we've had some great successes, haven't we? We sure have. Hallelujah. And the thing about overcoming has to do with... Remember we were talking in, in the, the episodes previously when we had Pastor Justin with us and... and Around, around those episodes talking about the onslaught that is against us constantly. We're constantly under barrage, and we need to be suited up in our armor, which we talked about, our armor is Jesus, and we put on Christ, and that's how we have success, that he's, he's given us this awesome, explosive power to be able to overcome. But sometimes we have other issues that we haven't overcome yet, and let's talk about some of that. Uh, I, I was really feeling like that we ought to look into the book of James today. So, uh, Philip, what does James chapter 4 say? Let's read 1 through 10. What is the cause of your conflicts and quarrels with each other? Doesn't the battle begin inside of you as you fight to have your own way? Oh, Oh, say Ooh. that again. Ow, ow. Doesn't the battle begin inside of you as you fight to have your own way and fulfill your own desires? Mm -hmm. You jealously want what others have, so you begin to see yourself as better than others. Mm -mm. You scheme with envy and harm others to selfishly obtain what you crave. Mm -hmm. That's why you quarrel and fight. And all the time you don't obtain what you want because you won't ask God for it. Mm. And if you ask, you won't receive it, for you're asking with corrupt motives. Oh, oh, oh. Motives. Oh, motives. Ooh. <laughs> Seeking only to fulfill your own selfish desires, you have become spiritual adulterers who are having an affair, an unholy relationship with the world. Ooh. Wow, that really says it uh, succinctly, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> Don't you know that flirting with the world's values places you at odds with God? Oh, who's your friend? God's supposed to be my friend. Yeah, but, but this sounds like we're being friends with the world. Keep going. Whoever chooses to be the world's friend makes himself God's enemy. Ouch. Does the scripture mean nothing to you that says, The spirit that God breathed into our hearts is a jealous lover who intensely desires to have more and more of us but he continues to pour out more and more grace upon us. Oh, thank God. Yes, for grace. For it says, God resists you when you are proud, but continually pours out grace when you are humble. There's a key. So then, surrender to God. Uh-huh. Stand up to the devil and resist him, and he will turn and run away from you. Move your heart closer and closer to God, and he will come even closer to you. 
but make sure you cleanse your life, you sinners, and keep your heart pure and stop doubting. Wow. Well, these are some powerful words. Yeah. You know, there, there's times you, people, you know, you just like uh, to, would want to uh, avoid. Mm-hmm. Like if someone comes in the church, like a, a poor, maybe a homeless man, you know, they, they don't smell very good. You know, they're not dressed nice and all that. And he comes down and sits right next to you. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Think, why did he have to do that? You know, <laughs> now, now I can't concentrate on the sermon. Yeah, you know, or what? You know, there, there's going to be these thoughts. <laughs> Some people may just get up and move. You know, <laughs> that would be really they would rude. do that to it. It would be really rude. But what if that person was Jesus that just came in, or an mm-hmm. angel just disguised, just to As see a test. a test to your reaction? How well do you love? Yeah. Can we love the things that Jesus loves? Because Jesus loves this beggar. This homeless man may have been better off than you were. Mm-hmm. You know, he may have had a he may have had a Lamborghini or something. Who knows? He may have had a had a beautiful house and all this, and just somehow lost everything. Yep. That happens. I mean, if you talk to any homeless person on the street, they will all have a story. Everybody. How they does. were doing well, and all of a sudden you have no job. Yeah. And then you have nowhere to go, mm-hmm. and your stuff gets put out on the street. You know, we have seen that happen where you you go by an a, apartment complex and here's somebody's belongings all put on the street. Yeah. You know, and that just hurts. Hurts to look that. You know, you you hurt for the person. Yeah. So if Jesus hurts for us because He wants our fellowship. So Ooh. what are we doing to get Him to attract to us? Do we smell nice to him? Are we a sweet <laughs> smell in his nostrils? Wow, that's good. Is that that's what it says? You know, when they're when the priests are burning incense in the tabernacle, the King James says it's a sweet smell or a sweet savor smell mm-hmm. in the nostrils of God, because right. God just loves because it's incense, it's for Him. It's being done according to the 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 way that He wants it done. Yes. He He gives He gives guidelines for how to do things. And when we do things according to how he says, that pleases him. But if we want to do things our way, well, it's just going to get us in trouble. I'm, I'm reminded of uh, back in First Samuel where Eli, the priest, had two sons named Hophni and Phinehas. And Eli wasn't very careful about how he trained his sons to be priests. He didn't correct them. Yeah. They decided they wanted to do things their way instead of God's way. And what all happened, it was pretty ugly. He, they started, they started uh, having adulterous affairs with the women who would come to the tabernacle. And, and they were allowed a certain amount of meat that was given uh, from the sacrifices that, that went into uh, a boiling pot. And they could, they could put in a flesh hook and pull up. A certain amount, whatever came up on the flesh hook was what they had for for lunch that day. Uh, <laughs> but they said, no, 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 no. We don't want we don't want um, boiled meat. We want you to give it to us raw so that we can roast it. <laughs> Roasted meat tastes a whole lot better than boiled meat. So you know they wanted to do things their way, and they didn't want to do it God's way. And then what happened? You know the Philistines came and and uh, attacked. And so they said, okay, we will take the Ark of the Covenant so that we'll have God's presence with us as we go to battle. 
This is the Ark of the Covenant that had the tablets of the Ten Commandments in it. Yeah. You know, this is the most holy thing. And you remember when it was Uzziah put his hand out to steady the Ark when David was bringing it back. They were carrying it wrong. It was on an mm -hmm. ox cart instead of carrying it. And the ox stumbled. He reached his hand out to steady the Ark and the glory of the Lord slew him there. Yeah. That happened after they lost it. Hophni and Phinehas, they went to battle, and because their lives weren't right, mm -hmm. because they weren't doing things God's way, they lost the battle, they lost their lives, yeah. they lost the ark, Israel lost the glory, all because they had this, this root of not doing things God's way. And the ark was the representative of God's glory on earth. Absolutely. That's where his glory his glory wow. was resting there. And and so, you know, the Philistines captured the ark. We know that they they put it in the temple of Dagon, uh, their god, and, and Dagon fell and uh, in, before the ark. So they figured there's uh, maybe some, something's happening here. It happened twice. And uh, they decided that maybe Israel's god was stronger than theirs. And then they started having hemorrhoids and mice. And, and so they decided, let's get rid of this thing. Let's send it back to Israel. So they sent it on an ox cart. And they, or I, no, it wasn't oxen, oxen that they they carried it. It was cows. It two, was cows two, milk cows. two milk cows that had just had calves. And now a milk cow is not going to leave her babies. But they were, they were testing this thing. And they were saying, okay, now, if this God of Israel is really stronger than our God, we're going to send this, we're going to hitch up two milk cows to this thing. And if they will leave their calves and just carry this thing back to Israel, we'll know that this really is, this God of Israel is really stronger than our God. And we're, we're getting rid of it because yeah. it's not doing us any good. Yeah, it's like you, you can't use God as a good luck charm. Yeah, that's true. And that's kind of what they they presumed. Yeah. So the the yeah. is the the cows all the way back, but all the way all the way to Israel, but they left their babies. They did something that was contrary to their nature because of the power of God's nature. When Saul became king, they didn't have the Ark of the Covenant. And he didn't really have anything in him about bringing it back. But when David became king, he wanted it back. He wanted that presence of the Lord because he had spent time in the shepherd's fields with the Lord, worshiping him, and he wanted the ark to come back. But he, he knew the story of how the Philistines had sent it on an ox cart. He, he hadn't read the scriptures. He didn't know how it was supposed to be done. So he said, had him make another ox cart. Let's bring it. And that's when Uzzah reached out and touched it because the oxen stumbled. And Uzzah lost his life because they didn't do it God's way. Yeah. What did Jesus say to his disciples in John? It's John chapter 15. I'm going to start in uh, verse 12. So this is my command. Love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. Ooh. Or agaped you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. For the greatest of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. You show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I command you. I have never called you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants. And servants don't always understand what the master is doing. 
but I call you my most intimate friends, for I reveal to you everything that I've heard from my Father. You didn't choose me, but I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit, and your fruit will last because whatever you ask of my Father for my sake, he will give it to you. So this is my parting command. Love one another deeply. You know, and many missionaries, when they went, went forth, you know, from this nation, you know, and even our founder went to China in 1947, the story of her life you could picture as unconditional surrender. Mm-hmm. That's her book. Because when you went back then to some of these places, you, you, could, um, you could lay your life down there. Absolutely. Could, many uh, did. You could uh, bury your children on their shores. Mm-hmm. Many didn't come home. And you didn't just fly there for a two-week mission trip right. and come back like today. It, it took about a month to get there by boat. Mm-hmm. Hardships, you know, turbulence on the seas. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you paid a price to serve the Lord back then. And, and things have come, you know, thank goodness, you know, through technology and that we can go into a nation and you can preach and then you can be on a plane coming home. But it's just doing what the Father tells you to do. You're making him your friend. You make him your friend, yeah. You are my friends if you do what I tell you to. And the Holy Spirit will help you to be that friend. Right. But yeah. if we're friends with the world, like Hophni and Phineas were, Hophni and Phineas were friends of the world, and they lost everything, not only for themselves, but for their nation. And sometimes we don't realize how important each one of us is to our nation. You know, it only took it only took one man, Achan, in in the story of um, Jericho. One man sinned and took stuff he was told not to take. Everybody was given instructions: don't take anything. This the the spoils of the first thing belong to God. And he was tempted, and he took stuff, and it caused his nation to lose a battle and lose lives. Go, going back to, to David trying to bring the, the, the ark back, they didn't do it away in the way that God prescribed. If we're his friends, we'll do things the way he says to do it. His influence will cause us to do things right. If we get our heads wrapped wrongly and get these worldly ideas in our heads, you know, we may have learned them in school, we may have learned them from the media friends around us may have influenced us but when when we've had those kind of things what we have to do is humble ourselves in the sight of the lord because we will not be able to resist the devil and make him flee if we are trying to be friends with the world no there'll just be no success uh, just like Hophni and Phineas had no success against the philistines even though they were carrying the very ark of the presence of god but wow. they they had the presence on the outside, but they didn't have the heart for him on, on the, the inside. inside. So it was a show. Yeah, yeah. It's and hypocrisy. So how much is a show today Ooh. in much of religion? Oh, God help us. God help us. I don't want to look at anybody else. I'm busy <laughs> letting the Holy Spirit deal with me. <laughs> I, I just discovered this book I've had. It was my grandmother's. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was a Nazarene preacher. And she was born in 1887, and she'd been in ministry all her life. And, 
And in this book, you know, it, it's a book on the Walsh Revival written way long time ago. But in the back, there's a section about the revival in Ireland. I had not heard before, and this was in 1859. Wow. This is about 100 years before the Hebrides revivals yeah. of Scotland, you know, which right. we hear about. And when people were coming under conviction, you know, it's just like they would just moan and grow, and they would cry, and some, they would... Uh, they didn't uh, have release right away, it, mm-hmm. so they agonized for some days, yeah. fasting, and some wouldn't even eat. And the power of God was so strong because he was dealing with the sin nature. And whenever there would be a, a meeting, you know, people would come from everywhere, but it was affecting everything round about it. Yeah, Going into the homes, the, the presence of God, it kind of reminds me of... Um, you know, the Ten Commandments, Cecil D. DeMille's The Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. when they put the blood on the doorpost. Oh, yeah. And their version of when the destroyer came in. You oh, could yeah. see that thing all coming in. And it went in and it permeated every house. Yeah. You know, you couldn't see like it because it was, it was a mist. It was a spirit thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so this was the Holy Spirit that was coming down, convicting the hardest people, and it just changing everything. And that's... Yeah. That's what needs to happen. Right. That's the kind of conversion we need where you're not up there repenting Saturday night before you go to church Sunday morning and you're on the worship team up there. Mm-hmm. You know, how much is that going on? Yeah, you know? we have to you walk know? in a, in in holiness. Yeah. And I don't I'm not talking about holiness that's only on the outside. It's you know, inner. Hophni and Phineas had the holiness right on their backs. They were carrying they were carrying the ark of God, his very presence. Mm-hmm. But inside, they were disgusting to God, and he wasn't going to put up with it very long. Wow. But th- it's our friendships that determine what's going on on the inside. Who mm-hmm. are we reaching out to in our friendships? Is, is our friendship with the world or is our friendship with God? If God is our first friendship, he will lead us in ways of becoming a friend of someone in the world for the purpose of bringing them to Christ, mm-hmm. but not to embrace the ways of the world, because all that will do is is drain any power out of us. It's just like it pulls the plug and down down goes down goes the power. But the more the more we're in the presence of God, the more power increases. And there are those that carry that weight of glory on them. That whatever they do, even when they're in the marketplace, right? I mean, Kevin Zadai, you know, mm-hmm. he was the he was the one that um, had a visitation from God. He died in the dental chair, and uh, the Lord took him to heaven. And marvelous in, uh, encounters he has with the Lord all the time. And with his um, in his job, he was a flight attendant, which was totally against what he was trained for. He says, "I should be flying the airplane, right? Not be serving." Uh, cokes to somebody and they that I gave them too many ice cubes and they complained <laughs> you know <laughs> but he did this for like 30 years he just obeyed the lord and he says every flight attendant and pilot he ministered to just about every one of them god would give them those moments and many and many of them got saved mm-hmm. and god had him right where he wanted even though it isn't where he wanted to be he says i've got this i got this ability to do this i've got that and here i am a flight attendant you know mm-hmm. how much more money i could be making up front right you know? but what he would do because he had such a heart for the lord 
he would go out on his time off and you know when you fly into some city somewhere you know you got to fly the next day he would go out to go burger king or mcdonald's and buy a whole bunch of whoppers and stuff and go give them to homeless people yeah that's what he would do in his time off he wasn't in the partying with the rest of he wasn't um, friends with the world he was not friends with the world but the world loved him but he carried such a presence of god right. on him even when I'm, he was on the airplane, sometimes Satanists would react mm -hmm. because of, there was so much glory of God on him. And, and in a few cases, they had to take the people off the airplane mm -hmm. because they, <laughs> and that's carrying a weight of glory. Yeah. And there's that song we sing, let the weight of his glory call cover on us, us cover us. Yeah. And, and, you know, the weight means heavy, mm -hmm. you know, it's a heaviness. And that's what we want. We, you know, we want the heaviness of the Lord's presence on us and yeah and so but the keys to getting all of this you know it's being being friends with god yeah. being friends with him and and whenever we find ourselves in a place where uh oh i think god's putting some putting his finger on something in me that he wants to make a correction that's when we humble ourselves in the sight of the lord and when if we humble ourselves then we can resist the devil and he will flee from us yeah, there's a, in the scripture where it talks about the you know the Garden of Spices. That's in the Song of Solomon, oh, I yes. believe. I remember a testimony someone gave saying, "Lord, I want to walk in your garden, you know, all oh, the yes. time." And he says, "The only way you can do that is if you let me walk in yours." Yes, that's right. So if he gets into your garden, he starts digging some stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, what's he going to find? He's going to pull yeah. some weeds. <laughs> oh, and some don't <laughs> come out easy. Let's get rid of that poison <laughs> ivy. You know, it doesn't belong there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, th this is this is reminding me of how we have been exhorted many, 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 many times. I think we've all heard it preached. We've all heard it said uh, from Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, who are called by, by my, my name, name, will humble themselves and pray, pray and seek my, my face and turn, turn from, from their, their wicked ways. ways then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. Even their own personal Yes, land. it starts with our personal land. Yeah. When, when we humble ourselves, ourselves, if we start doing spiritual warfare against, you know, whatever the ruling spirits might be in a place, but we haven't let God cleanse our land. What, what was that, that one scripture that you read? Um, make sure that you cleanse your life. Keep your heart pure and stop doubting. Stop doubting, yeah. Stop doubting. And if, even the, the seven sons of Sceva. Oh, yeah. in the book of Acts. Right. You know, where they tried to cast a demon out of somebody. And the demon spoke and said, Paul I know, Apostle Paul Jesus I know. Jesus I know. Jesus I know. But who are you? Right. And the spirit jumped off that person on all seven of them and just tore them all up. Yeah. You know, and they just ran out of the building, you know, all beaten bloodied, you know. Yeah. Because the, the, the demonic is nothing to, to fool around with. Right. You can't yeah. resist the devil without first letting God cleanse you by humbling yourself before him. Don't yeah. take on something that you haven't been prepared for. <laughs> we have been prepared, of, you know, those other podcasts that we listen to. The, the mighty power, that explosive power is available to us. But if we are keeping something inside that doesn't belong inside, mm 
If we have attitudes that don't belong, if we have jealousy, if we have envy, if we have pride, if we have uh, wrong thoughts, uh, you know, sexual thoughts, the, those, those kind of things will, will steal our ability to put the devil down mm-hmm. because that's where he's got his, his sword. He's got his javelin poked into those places, keeping them inflamed. And, and God wants us to, to learn to walk so holy with him. Should it be holily? <laughs> I'm not sure what he wants us to walk in such a holy manner. How's that? Mm-hmm. That we will uh, allow his holiness to completely clothe us and, and that we won't have any residual unholiness. We won't have any residual love of the world so that we can be filled with his awesome power, filled with his glory. He wants to take us from glory to glory. Yes, so so he, he wants us to understand to the importance of being friends with him so that we'll be able to overcome, so that we can be equipped and prepared to operate in this great outpouring of his spirit that's coming on the earth. He's about to pour out his spirit in a way that we've never seen. We're seeing mercy drops of, of the rains that are coming, but we haven't yet begun to see. We, we hardly mm. ever even see the thing that, that Philip described. Did you have something else? Yeah, you know, in the book of Philippians, you know, Paul's love. Oh, yes, of course. The, you know, the book of love, <laughs> you know, his love for the church. Oh, yes. He it's loved the, love book, for the, the, church. the Church of Philippi. Yeah. And um, talks about in verse, um, this is chapter 4, and in verse 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, shalom of God, the peace mm-hmm. which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, okay. I mean, we have remember we had finally in Ephesians. So this is the most important thing. So this is finally, brethren. and whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And that's the key to a renewed mind. Absolutely. Right if you can walk in all of those, mm-hmm. you know, with a heart of God, you know, you're really going somewhere in the spirit. And you can because yes. his spirit enables you to. Because we can't do this in our own flesh, no matter how much, how hard you try. Right. I mean, that, that's religious. Something is going to happen. You know, you could be driving your car, just praising the Lord and. And someone's going to do something foolish, or we would say stupid, maybe. You know, that's <laughs> going to maybe lose your, cause you to lose your, uh, lose your train of thought. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you didn't think so nice of them, or something. You know, and <laughs> you know, it catches you off guard. But the more and more the presence of the Lord is on you, you won't get a knee-jerk reaction in the right. flesh as much, because the the closer you are the more you'll have control over you because you'll have yeah. you know, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Right. So the more of Jesus we have living in us and the more communion we have, the more we'll react the way he would react. It's true because one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Self-control. And it's really not just, I mean, it's self-control that comes because we have humbled ourselves in his presence and, it, and we've given him control. And it starts in the morning when you get up. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yes. 
Hallelujah. So we we receive this grace. Yes, Lord. We receive this grace. Now let's just pray for our listeners. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray for that great grace of the presence of God to yes, come down Lord. on each and every one and give them hope and give them joy and give them peace. Yes. Give them all of this this wonderful love and presence of God that will enable them to humble themselves in any way that they need to let you deal with some things and so that they will be able to to be overcomers and be able to successfully resist the devil and make him flee because they're your friend. Lord, help us to be your friends. You said, I call you friends if you do what I've told you to do. So Lord, give us the grace to get close to you, to know your heart, to know your word, to know your spirit, so that we can be overcomers. Amen. Hallelujah. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.